Have you looked at your news feed today? Were the stories at the top of your list, were they happy stories? Or were they stories that kind of caused some animosity? What about the people who commented on those stories? Were they happy about it? Or were they angry, filled with rage? Rage culture, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Now while there's some things in life that are worth our anger, that are worth uh, recognizing that they frustrate us, is this current rage culture biblical? That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into it. Welcome to Faith in Real Life. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to men and single adults here at First Baptist O'Fallon. And uh, we have Bryce McGuire. Hey, back in person. Yes, I am real. I'm not a hologram. He's real. I'm here. So uh, you've been extra happy today because you're around people again. Yes. And uh, is your wife probably pretty happy to have you out of the house and oh, extremely amongst yeah. people? Absolutely. Okay. She's enjoying the peace and quiet. Yeah, but still healthy marriage and all. Oh yeah, very healthy marriage. All right, excellent. So this time together fused you and um, strengthened the marriage. I hope so. <laughs> what what is I, the phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? So yeah. I guess. So yes, we'll yes. ask Sarah later um, whether or not that's true. But it is good to have you back. Thank and, you. Um, I know back. our I know our guy, Jacob, who does all the video editing, um, is super pleased that. Yes. Thank you, Jacob, for all your hard work, man. Super pleased that he doesn't have to like put you in a little square corner yes. and, and combine all these. Yeah. So, man, it's good to have you back. And uh, today we are talking about rage culture and i just kind of wanted to start us off we're going to do two weeks in a row uh first rage culture and then we're going to talk about kind of the the aftermath of rage culture which Mm -hmm. is cancel culture right Um, so we're going to talk about those together but we're starting off this week with just the the idea of rage culture and so i wanted to start kind of framing the discussion uh, as people start to think i think they know what we mean yeah (laughs) i think they see it right if they have the news um if they post something on social media and immediately get post attacked, then they are familiar. On social media, yeah, they're probably familiar with rage culture. Yeah. But let's try to get it clear, yeah. so we know what we're talking about, and then we're going to kind of get into the, what the Bible says about it. Um, so the first one is just kind of what do we mean by rage culture? And I'll, I'll kind of start it off when I think of rage culture, and when you and I were talking, you said something that kind of just stuck in my mind. It's kind of like a modern day mob, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That w- when we think of people with pitchforks and uh, that the irrational just we're just going after yeah, something. Now it's the comment section, right? So it's the modern day mob, but with a social media uh, social media dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what I picture. So yeah. what what are kind of your thoughts on okay. what rage culture is? I'm gonna read this because I wrote it, and I actually kind of I've never come up with a definition, and I kind of thought this was fun. So by your smile, I can tell you you feel this is brilliant. I do. <laughs> Someone's good. gonna and the wow, comments man. hate on this because you know anger and rage. I'll get Jacob to do that Thank later you. under a false name. So here's what I wrote for my definition of rage. <laughs> my definition of rage culture, uh, for right or for wrong, this is the collective expressed anger of a group. Uh, often through social media towards a person, situation, or social issue. All right. My brain is not quick enough to capture all that. Do it okay. again for us. So for right or for wrong, this right is the wrong. collective anger, uh, collective expressed anger, sorry, okay. of a group often through social media mm. toward a person, situation, or social issue. And right or wrong, right? Right or wrong, yeah. this group is expressing 
anger at a person or, or situation. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty good. I yeah. I was wowed. I, Thank you. That was that was excellent. I'm not that smart, so I was actually really impressed with myself. <laughs> I did not even Google like help for this. So oh man. We're gonna have to check this for plagiarism. <laughs> the show you may cannot, find it. I don't know. The show but cannot I did have not plagiarism. Plagiarize. That would be a mark on our church, and yeah. um, Pastor Doug would be talking to both of us. I so. mean to. So, and I will absolutely blame you. So, thank you. All right. So the question now is, uh, as we kind of have that thought of the mob or a group that is expressing their anger together, um, and, and there are tons of examples. We may talk about some of those today or next week, mm-hmm. uh, but there's tons of examples where a group, it's like, if uh, I've said this to my single young adults, I'm like, if you want to kind of experience this rage culture, then just go just go put something about politics or a current happening in the world. Just mm-hmm. go put an opinion yeah. out there and you will feel this. Yeah. So so we all kind of know what it is. But the question is, what are some biblical problems with rage culture? So I want to start with you on that yeah. um, and see. Uh, and we may have a few different answers here because I think there's more than one problem with rage culture. Yeah. Um, but, let, but let's start off. What do you got for us? Yeah, so I think the first problem is that uh, was the first biblical problem with rage culture. I don't find it to be biblical. Um, mm. When I study the Word of God, and I have not necessarily, I'm not, I haven't read the Bible cover to cover myself. I'm working towards that this year. Um, but when I read the Bible, when I look at the Word of God and what He calls us to do as believers or the examples that have been set before us, um, I don't really see anything, in my opinion, that would justify rage culture. Now, we're not talking about justifying anger, because mm. I think we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Mm. But um, rage culture in specific. So I, I, I was kind of reading through um, and um, I did Google this because, I mean, Google is just a great friend of mine. And mm. so um, I found this <laughs> verse. I was, you know, just reading some different blogs and articles and what people thought. And it said, um, and Psalm 37, 8 kept coming up. And so okay. it says, refrain from anger and give up your rage. And I didn't, this is the CSB. This is what our church uses. I didn't like just pick this version. Hmm. So this is what it says. It says, uh, give up your range, rage, excuse me. Do not be agitated. And it says hmm. why it can only bring harm. Hmm. And the context of this is it's actually a Psalm of David um, for wisdom. He's literally saying, this is how to be a wise person. And man, read Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Hmm. Um, I don't know about you. I don't want to be a fool. Hmm. Um, I want to be wise. I want to be accountable to God and his word. So when I read the word of God, I just, I can't really get behind this rage culture. Hmm. Um, Again, for right or for wrong, as Christians, we are not called to this world. We're called to be set apart. Um, And a lot of times as Christians, I think we get angry about things that aren't biblical. So Yeah. So on that first thought, um, that first passage you read about that it can only cause harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times when we think of harm, we think of, well, it doesn't hurt me. Right. And it's like, well, first of all, it might. But also harm is not just about you. Sure. So yeah. when we're thinking about rage culture and how much harm can be done to other people, because that's mm-hmm. kind of your Bryson definition, which is, <laughs> I mean, barring another definition in the world, I sure. think this is it. I yeah. think that's the mm-hmm. right one. And then add in you know, sub definition that Obi said it was mob, <laughs> yeah, mob rule basically, yeah. which I actually stole from you. Um, there, so, so you so stole really everything from me. Bryson today. plus <laughs> plus sub Bryson there. I love it. Um, but thinking about that, it only does harm. Mm-hmm. How many people have been the target of 
rage culture and yeah. they just get annihilated. I think yeah. of I think of fairly benign things where people just are ready to attack, ready to pounce nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it does just really feel like people yeah. are just wound up ready for a fight about anything. Maybe part part of it is they're bored because COVID and uh yeah. I don't know if you got any I fights mean, while you're in quarantine. I kind of feel that though cuz like I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like there is a rage culture in Star Wars. I mean, I'm going to show my super nerdy side today. <laughs> I get really upset about some things that I mm. see with Star Wars and I've had arguments with you, good mm. sir. I don't about, remember this. I don't recall. <laughs> we we've had them. Uh about Star Wars and but I again, I I think there's a there's a level of social impact mm. and and you talk about harm um Right, you can have a friendly dispute, right, and ultimately it doesn't change my opinion of you or our friendship or right. anything like that. Um, but it can harm other people, and it can also harm the cause of Christ. Right, um, it can harm the church if Christians are angry about the wrong things, misdirecting that anger in the wrong places, mm. um, and ultimately just embracing the culture more than they do the Word of God. I think that's just I think that's harm ultimately to the name of Jesus. Right. If you just go to the, and I didn't write this down, but if you just go to the golden rule, doing to others as you would have them mm-hmm. doing to you, if you see a person who is essentially getting destroyed, um, that's not what you'd have done to yourself. Right. And yet that's what happens on and on. Um, and, and I was thinking of a, a what should be a benign example. Um, I forget. I think it was my wife that did this. She was uh, parents were visiting and she yeah. was looking to uh, go to a park and just asked if it was dog friendly. Mm-hmm. And just that's it. Yeah. And instead of just responses, she got such such <laughs> hateful responses that were like, you should do something else. Just like really reaching at her. And then she just eventually just deleted the comments like, well, that's not worth it. Not helpful. Yeah. Never mind. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Society. Interesting. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I think that shows the level to which people are wound up nowadays. Yeah, and so when we're thinking about. Um, is it biblical? I, I first thought of anger versus love mm-hmm. and what Christians are called to. So I, I put down John 13 verses 34 and 35. And I said, uh, or it says, mm-hmm. I give you a new command, love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another by this. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So that is love is to be the hallmark. It is to be the banner by which Christians walk, right? It's, right. it's the thing that um, identifies us or should, mm-hmm. but so often we get caught up in this rage culture, um, whether it's our own comments or how we talk about people behind their back, whatever it is, yeah. we get very caught up in this same thing, and we're doing the opposite of what Christ said we're to be known by. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, praise God, too, that the Bible says that while we were sinners, Christ died for us, that mm-hmm. he showed his love. He poured out his wrath or his anger on Jesus on the cross, what we deserve, mm-hmm. Um, instead of directing it towards us, right? Like, um, I think God, there is a righteous anger with uh, with God. Um, but I think I go back to think of that, right? If we're to be Christ followers, we're to be Christ-like, um, to grow closer in the image of Christ, if we're a new creation, all these things that the Bible teaches, um, why is it that we are so quick to accept grace from God and impart none to other people, mm. especially people who don't know Jesus? I think That's that right. one's huge. That's right. Um, we're going to mention James. Oh, yeah. We actually both had this written down. I thought this was a um, very practical verse. James 1, 19 through 20 says, um, My dear brothers and sisters, so this is being written to Christians specifically, um, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish God's 
righteousness, how different this world would be if we yeah. all practiced that. Yeah, no kidding. Like myself included. I'm not just like talking to, you know, people like right. me. You yeah, know? absolutely. Quick to listen. So if we think about rage culture and um, how a lot of times what we're not doing is empathizing with the other person, mm -hmm. right? So when you see, let's say someone posts an article and, and it's a political view that you don't agree with, right. immediately we're not even trying to see the other person as a human, hear their point, and we may end up disagreeing with their point, but mm -hmm. do we ever actually hear them? Right. So quick to listen, slow to speak. Man, we are all so quick to just feel like the world needs to know what I think about this. Mm -hmm. I need to get, oh, I saw an article, I disagreed with it before I study anything. No, 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 you all don't understand this. And we yeah. type it up and 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 we want everybody to hear what yeah, we think. That's good. Um, and then slow to anger. Because verse 20 there says, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. So that again gets to the point of John 13, mm -hmm. where if we are we are supposed to be identified by love. Yeah. Anger doesn't accomplish that. Right. It doesn't accomplish God's righteousness, His yep. mission, His goal, His purpose in mm -hmm. this world. If we're to be something different, instruments of righteousness, as Romans 6 uh, talks about, mm -hmm. if that's what we're to be, then this rage culture is the opposite of that. It's yep. anger versus love, and, and we're kind of choosing which side uh, we're on. Yeah. All right, so the next one I wanted to talk about was drama versus peace. And, drama. Um, yeah, <laughs> drama. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people act like they um, hate drama. Oh, they love it. But they actually love it. Oh, they embrace it like no other. <laughs> so um, episode eight for this podcast, it was called Getting My Way. And I, I referenced this uh, verse and actually went all the way through Romans 12 or a lot of it. Yep. So I'm not going to do that again, but I just referenced this part. In Romans 12 verse 18, it says, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Mm, that's good. If possible, as far as depends on you, live yeah. at peace with everyone. Man, we don't do that. Right. We go out there, we pick fights. We're like, oh, this article mm -hmm. or this someone posted this video on Instagram or something. Or did you see what so-and-so said? And uh, did you see what happened? And we go out there and we just add to, yeah. to the chaos and yeah. disorder. And Yeah, everything about the fact that it seems like people got more angry once uh, Facebook added the anger emoji reaction. <laughs> I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, you used to just like something. And now it's like, no, I can express every emotion. That's I right. hate this. <laughs> I'm laughing at this. I don't really care. I'm not, like, making a statement on Facebook. But I'm just saying, like, it's true. Mm -hmm. You can express every opinion. You no longer have to live at peace with people. Yeah. But what's wild is we wouldn't necessarily do those things. In person. In person, yeah, exactly. There's just something about that uh, keyboard anonymity or um, we almost see it as a, a barrier of defense because mm -hmm. even if we know the people, we may uh, say something or, or put the anger mm -hmm. emoji or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this says, if possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. So then I also put, um, I, I had down in my notes, First Thessalonians 4, verse 10 through 11, and I just part of, those verse, uh, part of those verses, not the whole things. Um, says, we encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do this even more, to seek to lead a quiet life. So mm -hmm. there's point one, right? Yeah, seek to live, lead a quiet life. In other words, stay away from that drama, yeah. right? If there's stuff going on, you're not to be about drama. Mm -hmm. And then it says, to mind your own business. Preach. <laughs> like, that's in the Bible. I feel like we could just push these mics over, just walk out now. Like that's just that's a word right <laughs> mind there. Mind your own business. Yeah, I is love in that. the Bible, isn't that? Mm -hmm. That's wild that that's in the Bible. Um, so we have so far we have anger versus love yeah. and drama versus peace. So we, if we're a part of rage culture, we could be part of anger. We could be part of drama. Mm -hmm. But we're called to be something different as Christians. So love and peace right. should be the way. And as 
we're interacting on social media. And yes, absolutely real life too. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, it's it's been carried out to an exponential yeah. degree online yeah. um, to where people are just yeah. angry so with each other. The only thing I would just kind of bring up is I feel like to the point of mind your own business, I feel like a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, well, you know, OB Bryson, do we not have a responsibility mm. to speak up? Do we not have a responsibility to um, defend those who are defenseless? And I would say like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there is a big difference though between going out of your way to express anger mm. again, like if it, it doesn't really directly impact your life. Um, again, and that's what we say for right or for wrong. This is rage culture. But again, this is the word of God. You can't just pick the verses that you like. Um, we have to try to apply the whole truth of God's word to our mm. lives. And so it says, live a humble, peaceful life and mind your own business. I, I do think that if I could just speak to people who would be listening to that, because I know that was kind of my first thing when I, when you were speaking that verse is, um, it's not to say that you don't don't seek to help or don't seek to share the gospel or that you just live in a little bubble. Mm. I don't think that's what it means. Um, I, th- I think it just means use discernment. Mm, sure. Um, and again, that that definition, right? You can get caught up in all the right things or all the wrong things. Most of the time we get yeah. caught up in the wrong things. And, le- and I'll add a distinction to that because uh, I get asked this sometimes when people talk about um, is pacifism the prescription in scripture, meaning um, is it okay to do things like be in the military or be a police officer or things like that? Well, scripture in Ecclesiastes says there's a time for peace, a time Mm -hmm. for war. And yet in the New Testament, you see Jesus saying, uh, turn the other cheek, right? right? So in the instance where Jesus is talking, it's largely talking about pride. And I think that's super applicable Mm -hmm. here, whereas we are to seek justice. We are to defend the vulnerable. We are Mm -hmm. to do those different things. There's a difference between fighting a righteous battle and just going out there to fight for the sake of fighting yep. or to to stroke my ego right. that I, I want to prove I'm smarter yeah. than everyone. And I just wanted to make that because I think yeah, a lot a of good people listening are going to kind of go, well, what about this? And so right. I just thought, we, good I just, distinction. you yeah, could I even do a whole that. podcast on that, but mm-hmm. just to kind of All right, mark that. that down. What, uh, when is our next recording day? We'll do do that later, okay. maybe. Okay, sounds All good. Right. All right, so we have those thoughts. So we've got um, anger versus love. Mm-hmm. We've got drama versus peace. The next one I covered is irrationality versus truth. And... Um, we could say a lot on this, but but I just kind of thought of this statement since we're we're thinking about the mob. Yeah. Um, mobs don't make good detectives, right? Right. As as the angry mob is out there, oftentimes we don't get the whole truth, mm-hmm. and so we're so mad about something, and it may not be right. Yeah. But then I and, and we could say a lot about um, chaos and and that God's not a God of chaos, mm-hmm. but of order. We could say a lot of things about that type of. Uh, thought, but First Corinthians thirteen, which is the chapter on love, right? Um, in verse six, it says, "Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth." So, when we think about this sentiment about always looking for this next fight mm-hmm. that, that people really have, deep down, there is almost an in, internal satisfied reaction mm. to sin. Yeah. Like, people are almost happy. Oh, good, there's something now I can fight about. Right. Great, let's jump on this next thing, this sure. next topic, this next person, this next situation. Mm-hmm. And they're just so ready to be angry. Mm-hmm. And that's opposite of this. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't find joy. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be um, get all of our passion from just going out there to squash people and and, and chase them with pitchforks yep. or 
or belittle them right. or yell them down or, or demand, uh, demand an apology is the big thing today. Yeah. We demand, and that's not the way of the Christian. Yeah. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, there was this really interesting, uh, I kind of like find psycho- psychology studies very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're gospel, but they're just interesting to learn about. And there was this experiment done, in the, I think it was initiated back in the 70s, but these people would walk into an elevator and everyone in the elevator was facing the back of the wall, hmm. right? That doesn't make any sense. Very illogical, very counter to just how you do things. Mm-hmm. And there's a camera in there, and these people have no idea. And what's so fascinating is to conform to social norms, they will actually oh, yeah. turn and they will face. I mean, almost every time they did it. And I think about how no matter how irrational something may seem, um, no matter how clear truth is, there is almost this, I think, excuse me, desire, excuse me, I need more of that. There's almost like this desire to just fit in, to mm. be accepted. And so if the group as a whole says this, it doesn't matter how irrational it seems, how illogical it is to us, we suppress the truth, yeah. right, to go along with what the world says. And again, we if we got more Christians who are in the word than who are in the world, just add that little L right there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has deep meaning, but it's just a good word for you. Um, then I think... I mean, I can just imagine how different our country and our nation would look. Yeah. Yeah, because there may be a reason that people face a different way in an elevator. And so, like, it'd be an inquisitive thing to say, hey, why are y'all doing this? Sure. And if they say, well, because there's going to be a bright light in the middle, and so you want to be facing away. All right, that makes sense. Logic. Logic. But a lot of times we don't inquire. We're just ready to be mad. You just go along with it. Yeah. So so thinking about that, irrationality versus truth. Um, and then the last one I put for this was shame versus grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put Ephesians 4.29, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts as well, but just uh, just a powerful verse and a, a good reminder for Christians as we speak. Mm-hmm. It says, No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. Now, foul language, of course, we think of curse words, and, well, of course, don't cuss someone out. Right. But really if you go really to the root of this uh, this phrase there, foul language, it's corrupt communication and mm-hmm. just that we speak in a way that is debased, mm-hmm. that it's not good. And I think that includes all sorts of ways we could talk, including being condescending, yeah. in- including bullying people, including picking on, including just being hateful. And so this has a dichotomy here. We could have foul language, corrupt communication in our life, but it says, but don't do that. Instead, only what is good for building someone up. Mm-hmm. So a Christian's job, a Christian's goal with their words is to build someone up. And then it says so that it gives grace yeah. to those who hear. And if we approach social media, if mm-hmm. we took our stance and said, here is what I'm going to be. I am going to be someone who ministers grace mm-hmm. to people, mm-hmm. period. So when you think about that conformity, uh, that everybody facing away in an elevator, mm-hmm. there is such a conformity. And our culture has decided that it is good to attack people on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may never say, oh, no, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But we do it mm-hmm. all the time. We just lash out at people in rage. Yeah. And that's become the social norm. Yeah. Well, what if Christians started pushing the social norm that no matter what, I'm going to be gracious. Yeah. I, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to try to build people up. I'm I'm going to try to avoid tearing people down because there's a process that just continues to reciprocate. Yeah. One person tears down a person, tears down a person, tears down a person. And and as we know, hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so this, this cycle has just perpetuated to where 
people are just angry. Yeah. People are just rage filled. I think about James chapter three, where it talks about how the tongue is like the rudder of a ship. Mm-hmm. It's a small thing, but it controls the direction of the vessel. Yep. Imagine if we got to choose, which we do, but um, just imagine that we we make a very intentional choice to choose grace over shame, hmm. that we choose the direction of our life to be grace-filled rather than shame-filled, yeah. angry and upset about everything that ultimately in a week or in a day won't matter. Right. Again, there are some things that probably are worth kind of fighting for and fighting for going yeah. for, but you know, and to stay consistent, even with then it. to fight with honor. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, you know, we could even tie it back to the um, abortion issue, mm-hmm. right? That we kind of talked about on the podcast last week, right? There's a lot of Christians who are really angry, upset, hurt um, by where we're at as a society, as a nation on terms of abortion, right? That to me, biblically based would probably be something worth, continuing in right that's an issue that will matter for years to come mm-hmm. again in the right way yeah um but it's a fight worth having but you want to have it in god's way yeah. you want to be honorable so like at the time of this film filming right now people are calling for chris pratt to be canceled right oh my gosh like in in a couple like years when he's filming the brand new whatever movie he's in no one's gonna care mm-hmm. no one's gonna care that he has a verse in his you know instagram bio people just don't care about that it's not worth fighting it's not worth being upset about it's mm-hmm. not worth pursuing um, but again, just you get you get to control that. I think that's the ultimate thing that we have to remind my, ourselves of, and you know, people who are listening of too is you get to pick the direction of your life. Mm. And as a Christian, man, there is a clear calling to grace yep. and not shame. Um, and so I'm going to live in that calling. That's my choice personally. Yeah. And then to never forget that it's not just about you as a Christian, mm-hmm. that we don't live in a bubble of just us, right. that we're supposed to be influencers. So yeah. one reason we're supposed to minister grace and truth and peace and love is to show people that we serve a God of those things mm-hmm. and to point people to him. Yeah. And if and if we're angry Christians and we're the only Christ people will ever see, right. then all they'll think of is, of God as as an angry, mm-hmm. um, hateful God. And of course, he's a holy God, and mm-hmm. he can be a God of wrath and all those mm-hmm. things, but he also loves. Mm-hmm. He also forgives. Yeah. He also offers grace, and mm-hmm. so we have to remember that. Yeah, that's good. All right, so for the last, uh, last question I want to ask, um, so we hear all these things that are unbiblical. Right. What should a Christian do? What should we do in response to yeah. rage culture? So whenever I first heard this question, Honestly, one of the very first verses that came to my mind was the fruits of the Spirit, hmm. right? So I'm just going to read it. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, hmm. right? Peace. Go back to that love. We kind of talked about that as well. Patience, rage. I mean, I just, I, I feel like I could just preach a whole sermon on all this. Right. <laughs> uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and last but not least, self-control. The law is not against such things. I think one of the biggest issues with rage culture is people lack self-control. Right. We we do not control our social media. Our social media controls us. Right. Or we allow it to. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better term. We allow social media, culture, mob mentality, anger mm-hmm. to control us. And the Bible says right here very clearly that the results of your salvation, the fruits of the spirit, the the the, the indications of growth, um, more being you know more Christ-like is all of these things that we talk about, but I get to self-control and I just think, I'm like, what would happen if instead of typing up a message, 
you know, because this is actually something I've, I've, I try to practice in my life just in general. I think it's just good to, you know, we're not like preaching at people, but right. like we strive. Absolutely. Um, I have definitely wanted to send angry emails. <laughs> I have wanted to send rude text messages. Mm. Um, there are things that I've felt like I just needed to make a point um, on social media. And so I, I got my, I got something ready on Twitter. And what I did was, what I try to do is in those moments, I try to, um, I try to pause and, and wait. Right. Um, let, let the anger die down. You know, there was actually an instance where I wanted to send a kind of a rude email and I stepped away from it and believe it or not, that person actually came to me and, and apologized mm. for something that That's had happened. Good. Imagine though, what would have happened had I sent that rude email in my anger, in my frustration, if I just, yeah, if I reacted instead of responding, yep. um, and we respond again in grace and truth and love. Um, and peace and all the things that you just talked yep. about. So that would be my response. As Christians in rage culture, pra- all the fruits of the Spirit are important, but self-control. We have to practice yeah. self-control. Because people think that, uh, and, and, and again, we're not preaching from Holy Mountain. We're right. saying we're right there with oh, people. We, I'm a sinner. I'll admit it first We thing. often go through and we see an article and we feel like, well, I just need to go with my feelings. Mm-hmm. And my feelings say to lash out, to fight, to... Those feelings probably aren't going away for people. Sure. Right? They're not just going to wake up and tomorrow in the same article that they wholeheartedly disagree with mm-hmm. or a friend posts a comment or shares a story and, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's just so wrong. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't believe that as a Christian and how yeah. could you see it that way? Yeah. The feelings aren't going to go away. But God calls us to self-control. Mm-hmm. And that means to make the decision to say, Living Christ-like, representing Christ in this world is more important than yeah. satisfying the flesh. Yeah. Which that's what we're doing when we're not controlling self. Right. When we're not controlling self, we're, we're not saying look like Jesus. Right. We're we're saying that the, whatever desire, and it may be revenge, it may be <laughs> it may be a self-righteous. I'm going to correct all these people. Sure. L- listen, people, you just need to know yeah. all the things I need to know about every topic. I, yeah. We feel that way, and and that's just not a godly mm-hmm. self-control. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um. So I kind of wanted to just challenge people in something to restore civility. Okay. I want to talk to, I want Christians to think about this, that um, all the different things we've talked about today, they could see it as, well, what a drag, you know, um, especially I'm locked up in COVID right now. <laughs> sure. And um, and I get most of my entertainment from the day by engaging sure. in in uh, the comments section. Right. Of right. And I hope you don't. But a lot of people, people engage. Do. I want to encourage Christians to restore civility. Yeah, that there has just been such an abandonment of civility. And I'm, I'm going to mention something political for a second. Oh, here we go. Buckle yourselves in. How I'm many people were just? They were just ashamed or or at a loss for words at the recent presidential debate, right? Oh, I was they, on Twitter that night, man. <laughs> they it was see it. intense. They see it and they ask this question: How could this be? what we have for a presidential debate. Mm-hmm. And I just think, go check the comments section. Oh, yeah. We have a pretty good representation of the people right now. I mean, I'm not picking a party or anything. Sure, I'm sure. saying that that scene was offensive to the eyes, yeah. right? It was, it was a painful it's thing like a visual to watch. representation of the comment section. It is. Yeah. And so here's what I want people to think about. How can they restore civility mm-hmm. and whatever influence uh, you have? the people you talk to, the people you engage with in social yeah. media, the things you post. Yeah. When you go to post something, is it restoring civility? Is mm-hmm. it doing these things that we talked about? Um, 
is it love instead of anger? Is yeah. it peace instead of drama? Is it truth instead of irrationality? Mm-hmm. Which a lot of times the things we share, we haven't checked at all. We just throw it out there and we just say, man, yeah. I hope that. Or we tweet a Babylon Bee article and we say, hey, this is truth. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is, the, this is the worst news ever. And is it gracious instead of attempting to yeah. shame people? And so I had this uh, conversation with one of our SYAs, and we were talking about the recent, uh, I'll mention another topic that's uh, dangerous for our, uh, for today. This is for people who stick to the end, right? Right, people they, who listen to the end. Really so committed to so the only podcast. my mom is listening at this point, so we're good, because uh, I think my mom will agree with me. I don't anyway. think my mom even listens. Oh, so so okay. may, maybe, maybe you'll just tell her about yeah, the end that I had a know. good story or something. Yeah. But anyway, talking to one of our SYAs, and uh, we're talking about racial tensions. And SYA, for people listening, single young adults, that's uh, who I'm pastor over. Um, So talking about racial tensions, and you have on one side, you have the black community who feels targeted by police. The other side would say, well, statistically, it's not much, right? Mm -hmm. So you have these two sides fighting. Then you have, on the other hand, you have police who say, well, now we feel targeted because, Mm -hmm. um, because statistically, we're not we're not just uh, targeting a whole population. There's some bad apples, but it's not all of us. So mm-hmm. so you have two groups who feel targeted, mm-hmm. and then you have a social media presence that is just it's trying to ignite a powder keg, mm-hmm. right? It, it's you got all this dangerous explosive out there, and everybody is adding fuel on the fire. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say if you ever enter a powder keg or are around one, be water, not fire. Just pour it on. Be water, people. Like quit, quit being instigators. Yeah. Quit being people who add to this insanity of a culture that we've started to have, where people just attack people at every turn. Mm-hmm. Like, what What'd you do? What'd you see on your feed today? Oh, I'm gonna go attack that, and yeah. and, and that's what we've become. Yeah, I encourage people to be water, not fire. There you go. And, and good example. Restore civility. Yeah. So I had this verse that backs this up. This concept of what Christians should be. I think it's be. important people notice, like almost everything we've said, like almost everything we said, has like had multiple scriptures attached mm-hmm. to it. So this is not just like Bryson and Obi opinion time. This is like us sharing the word of God. I just felt like that was just something. Yeah, we to throw no, out that's there. good. And um, I say this to my SYAs all the time that the Bible says more important things than I ever will, mm-hmm. uh, that I could ever hope to. Yeah. And so I want everything to not only be grounded on central, uh, centered on scripture, um, but all my ideas and worldview should derive yeah. from that. And so just thinking about this restoring civility, Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Mm. Well, who are the who are the sons or the children of God? Mm-hmm. Christians. Right. Blessed are the peacemakers. peacemakers. Yep. What are Christians supposed to be? peacemakers yep. in this world yeah man if people see rage culture rearing its ugly head be a peacemaker mm-hmm. be someone who's out there actively trying to build people up not tear down yeah. to promote love not anger it's a good to, word to to be peacemakers anything else for us bryson no i think that's it man i just hope that people hear this they hear our hearts behind it um and just go out and live a humble peaceful life pointing people to Jesus every step of the way. People did. My mom did. Maybe yours next time if you just tell her about it. Say, Mom, it was real mom, good. Mom, watch this. Yeah, it's really good. Go. <laughs> um, but so next time we're going to talk about cancel culture. So we're going to build on this. And uh, so rage culture, I think we can say, you know, a very, very clear. Yeah. It's, it's about anger. My definition, right? Your definition, absolutely. And then next we get to 
cancel culture and so that'd be I'm good excited. well thanks for everybody who uh listened or watched uh don't forget to subscribe share this with someone who needs a little faith in their life and if you're in the o'fallon illinois area then we would love to have you visit our church uh, we have two worship services we have small groups for all ages that we call life groups and uh, you can also connect with us online both for our worship services and for our small groups or you can come in person and you can find out details about our church at fbcofallon.org that is fbcofallon.org and we'll see you next time Oh, 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 oh,